0: This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch or on demand on your favorite podcast apps. Oh, sir, I'm running a little late for the live stream. Crazy car malfunctions with. Uh, Teenage driver had to go deal with, you know, if you're a parent, you know how it goes. Sometimes you have to put stuff on hold because, you know, kids' safety is more important. So, fun times in the city, let me tell you. It's absolutely nuts the way things are going. But before I really get into it, let me talk to you about my favorite thing in the whole world, besides the whiskeys up above my head. Coffee. Yes, that's right. Coffee, 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 cappuccino, coffee, mm, espresso. Um. Really, though, the best coffee that I think I can have right now has got to be the amazing coffee from American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters, who is not paying me to talk about their coffee because Acast says I can't get paid sponsorships from other people. However, their coffee is amazing. Yes, that's right. Coffee, good. Coffee, very good. Um, right now, I'm, like I said, I'm drinking the Frederick Douglass Roast, which is absolutely amazing. It is bold and smooth, possibly one of the best flavors they have to date. Um, if you want to check out all the flavors they have, named after Founding Fathers, named after radio personalities. I don't have one named after me yet, but I'm sure it'd be bourbon flavored if it was. uh, America Pride Roasters, check them out. So many good coffees. They have the K-Cups, they have the coffee drops. So much to choose from. America Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. All righty. So getting into it. And I mean into it. This week, I'm looking at the way progressive policies have just absolutely screwed the pooch when it comes to our criminal justice system, when, how it comes to our, well, pretty much everything, uh, but really criminal criminal justice as far as the actual prison stuff goes, and as well as law enforcement. Um, as we all know, over the or last week, there was absolute horrid bloodshed that occurred in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, if you are not aware of that story, uh, there was two big events, as well as the other increased crime, within the city and that, you know, the first big one was, um, apparently I didn't get that one printed off, but a teacher was kidnapped and just literally abducted off the street, shoved into an SUV, driven off and killed mother of two kindergarten teacher at uh at a private christian school and i'm i'm sure i'm sure that people are going to make a big deal out of it because oh well she's a young pretty white thing it's the reason people care but even regardless of who it happened to it's just unsettling for so many people um Every day when I go to work, there's a lady who is jogging on the main thoroughfare in my town. And she's a person, I give her a wide berth just because I want her to be safe. You know, she does the the proper thing. It's a road without without sidewalks where I usually see her. So she's on the side of the road jogging against traffic and she has a light, easy to see. You know, and I go out of my way to make sure that she is safe. I don't want to accidentally clip her with my mirror, so I'll move to the far side of the road. And, you know, I look out for people like that. And that's what uh, Eliza Fletcher was doing, minding her business on her usual 8.7-mile run. Um, When partway through her run, holy cow, um, I'm making things go all haywire here. Partway through her run, the, uh, she was literally snatched off the street, shoved into an SUV and hauled off to her death by a man who just finished serving 20 out of 24 years for kidnapping. Weird. Now I know uh, he paid his debt to society. well, sometimes you, you gotta look at some of the other mitigating circumstances when it comes to sentencing, like the fact the dude was not exactly a good dude when they sentenced him i he The only reason he didn't get life in prison is because the guy he kidnapped escaped. So, yeah, well, it's aggravated, kidnapping, but, you know. It's absolutely insane. Um, And then on top of it, you had the dude who went on, like, a 14, 15-hour killing spree, well, shooting spree, that left four dead, numerous injured. And, again, this is a cat who is... Highly, highly dangerous. Had been arrested and charged as a juvenile, then had his case moved up to adult court for attempted murder. And from there, he pled out to like aggravated assault. He did like 11 months after trying to kill somebody. Think about that. You try to kill somebody, but you go to prison for less than a year. And then on top of it, when you get out, you decide that, hey, I know. I got the perfect idea. I'm going to get on Facebook Live Hey, y'all, what's going on? Bang, bang, bang. Start killing people. And I saw the picture of when he was arrested, like in the back of the cop car, this big old, cheese mm, cheese-eating grin. I'm, I know what you're probably thinking I should have said, but I'm trying to keep it as PG-13 as I can, considering the context... And the content I'm discussing. And then you see him in his actual mugshot. His actual mugshot, he's again with the cheese eating grin because eee! the whole idea that these policies where it's like, oh I know. The current the current uh, law enforcement system is so horribly racist that we have to, you know, know, for equity, we we have to protect them, protect the minorities, and have them not be sentenced as long because black people spend so much more time in prison. Well, okay, this is not a dig at African Americans. Not at all. This is a dig at... Policies that led to African Americans being 17% of the population committing an ungodly amount of percentage of the crime in this country, especially the violent crime. Progressive policies, such as, I don't know, redlining, forces poor black Americans into small very concentrated locations within cities. Progressive policies that make it impossible for black for black people to get good paying jobs for you know, all of the Jim Crow era. And even after Jim Crow, even after Equal Opportunity Protection Laws. There are people whose Biases whose uh, political leanings, political structures based on power. And what better way to get power than to, you know, oppress a group and then turn around and tell them, oh, you're being oppressed, but don't worry. We in this party, we're going to fight for you because we love you so much. And those evil people over there, yet yeah, look at them, they're so evil. Oh my God. They don't care about you, and they create a dependent class. If there you have a dependent class, then you essentially weed out any sort of uh, desire to improve yourself because oh, the government's giving it to me, so uh, why why work? It's... So now you have people who don't want to work that just increases the poverty. Then when government steps in in the 1960s with the Great Society of Johnson and suddenly you take a community that is more likely to be married with children than white people, and you make it to where, oh no, you can do it on your own. You don't have to be married to have kids. In fact, the more kids you have, the more you'll get. They create a culture of welfare queens and welfare kings, people who, they just choose to live off the government teat, And therefore, drugs, drug use goes way up because, you know, you you have communities that aren't growing. They're not thriving. Because drug use goes up. Crime goes up. And then because crime is going up, people want to protect themselves. So they organize themselves into bands. That, oh, we, now we call these gangs that now fight for control over areas of these poor, oppressed, depressed communities where they can control the drugs. They can control uh, what happens in that area. And it just perpetuates itself over and over and over again. We see it in places like Harlem in New York where... And Little Italy, it, it's insane that it just keeps going on and on and on. You know, we, like I said, in Little Italy, that led to the mafia because you know, Italians, Italian immigrants who were being forced into these small communities had to defend themselves from you know, the nativist. again, it is a progressive policy because as we all know, progressive policies are always regressive. We live in a country that allegedly you can make it on your own. You don't have to have government to help you. You don't have to have permission from the government to do X, Y, and Z. Progressive policies, turn that on its head, and it, it takes you back to the days of the king. I'm not even going to really speak much to what's going on in England right now with King Charles III. But you have these policies where now you have these George Soros prosecutors... I have a vision for how to fix crime. It's not actually dealing with crime. It's just not prosecuting the criminals. Because prosecuting criminals is racist. It's insane. Uh, Violent crime in Memphis is reportedly down 6% while overall crime rate has gone up 8% in the last year. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Memphis has ranked among the most violent cities in the United States for years, and the lies of abduction and murder case is shining a light on the city's crime woes. Fletcher, a kindergarten teacher and mother of two, was kidnapped last week while running near the University of Memphis, forced into a van, and murdered in a seemingly random act. The suspected perpetrator, Cleotha Abstin Henderson, served about 20 years of a 24-year 24 24-year 24 sentence for kidnapping another victim at gunpoint. Before he was released in 2020, he made it almost two full years without committing any violent crimes. Oh, shucks! He worked so hard. To lose someone so young and vital is a tragedy, but to have a result from a Senseless act of violence is unimaginable. Shelby County District Attorney Stephen Mulroy said in a Tuesday tweet, Any murder is a tragedy. Any murder in our jurisdiction is high priority. All deserve our care care and best efforts. This one has triggered an extraordinary outpouring of public concern, which motivates this message. But here's the thing. Mulroy is one of these, uh, Soros-backed prosecutors. Granted, he was just elected on September 1st. Granted, he can't always um, be responsible for people's actions. I mean, I don't know if he served on the uh, parole and probation board for the state of Tennessee and their Department of Corrections. I, I don't know that. But imagine if you had a guy who, since 24 years, actually served the full 24 years. So maybe Eliza Fletcher would still be alive if, you know, Cleotha was not released four years early. Now, that's not to say that if he served the full four years, he wouldn't go on to commit other acts of violence. Because I don't know that. I can't say that for sure. But as Democrats love to say, if it saves just one life, just one life, if it saves one life. Maybe turn my hands where you actually see the one. Of course, now it looks like I'm having really goofy hook'em horns. Um, Since when? Since when does, if it only saves one life, not count for anything? Now, hopefully, this will be a case where, because it has such high profile, it actually, you know, leads to an actual life conviction for this cat. He spends the rest of his life behind bars. You know, because he's already demonstrated, oh, well, I guess if you let him out, he's going to commit crimes anyways. Oh, boy. insanity and it just goes on and then we have the this crazy uh, shooting that happened uh this story I don't know if it even goes into it all but yeah the the guy who was just released after 11 months after being allowed to plead attempted murder down to assault. I get it. There are those who view what's going on in the United States at right now as having an over, uh, an over-incarceration problem. Maybe for some things that is true. Um, there's a lot of people who have, oh, he's in for a non-violent drug conviction. Okay, but how many other convictions for violent crime does that non-violent drug offender have? It just happens to be drugs that they caught him on. It just happens to be drugs this time that kept him from probation drugs that kept or well there's not enough evidence so we can't prosecute this just because it's a nonviolent drug offense how many of these guys are gang members that they show up in prison they continue with the gang banging lifestyle It's not necessarily that there is an over-incarceration problem. It's just that, much like uh, Al Capone, some of these guys, they get them with what sticks. They arrest the guy who's carrying bags of crack, wearing wearing gang colors. Now, I would have sworn... When I pull him over, he he had a, a gun imprinting in his waistband, but now he doesn't. I can't get him on the gun charge, but we at least have him distributing crack. That that's how they get some of these guys off the streets. But oh, there's a there's an inequity problem when it comes to the way we uh, handle our way we handle our uh, law enforcement. Really? An inequity problem? I think it's worse than an an inequity problem. It's that people just want to make it race-based as a reason to just throw our criminal justice system out the window. What better way to destroy the country than to just, meh, We'll leave all the criminals out. I, we, we saw what happened uh, after the George you know, after George Floyd and the uh, calls to defund police just went through the roof. And it, I, I've got a story on that. I'm going to uh, I'm going to get into it. Out of Seattle, uh, where the entire union. And union leadership is calling out city council about defunding the police. And city council is just defending, oh, we didn't actually defund the police. We just uh, reallocated funds elsewhere. Uh, hello? Do I have, I know it says Carhartt on my forehead, but that doesn't mean I'm stupid. If you are removing funds from the police and reallocating them over here to social services, you have defunded the police, you freaking morons. Oh, my gosh. But it, it's insane, and Illinois, oh, my God. I, I If you live in Illinois and you listen to this show, number one, thank you for listening to this show. Number two, run. Run. Run as fast and as far as you can get. Uh, but if you're a crazy liberal who does not like this policy, and you think if you elect people similar to who you've got in Illinois and say and you come to Missouri and elect those same people you've been electing in Illinois for the past 50, 60, 70, 100 years, who just turned that once great city into the crap hole that it is, Please don't come here. Please do not come to Missouri. Don't come here going, oh, I'm trying to escape from what's going on in Chicago and Springfield and Peoria. Don't come here. Do not come to Missouri. Don't go to Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, Kim in the chat box says, don't come to Wisconsin. We have enough libs. Yeah. Because these people, they flee these states because they have horrible, horrible policies. And then what do they do when they get to you know, conservative states? You know, Idaho, Utah, Texas. They send crazy people into, te- into the Congress, the state legislatures, who want to implement the same crap that they just ran away from. Just because you did it once before doesn't mean you got to do it again. Just saying. Yes. saying, But in Illinois, it has gone insane, though. On January 1st, 2023, Illinois jails will turn many prisoners loose. That's right. They passed the great and powerful Safety Act. Oh, my goodness. The Safety Act is just garbage. It's, again, oh, we're trying to. We're trying to be equitable and stuff, you know. We want want safe communities and equity. No, you don't. You want to turn cities on their freaking heads. Rockford, Illinois. An Illinois criminal justice reform law will do away with cash bail system on January 1st, 2023. Which means suspects charged with certain felonies, including second degree murder. Aggravated battery and arson will be released without bail. And just listening in this article has so many quotes. Winnebago County State Attorney General, or what, Winnebago County State's Attorney, Jay Hanley, says, approximately 400 criminal defendants will be released back into your community. Johnson, Johnson County Sheriff Peter Sopzik says, Anyone sitting in jail right now with all these pending charges, they're going to be let out. The gates are open and they're going to be let out on the streets. One part of the 611 page amendment. Yeah. The amendment alone was 611 pages, which tells you all you need to know that, oh, it's got, the sa- it's got safety in it. This is it. S A F E T, safety. So it's got to be good. So they hit it. In all this garbage, 611-page amendment to House Bill 163, a massive police reform initiative introduced by Illinois Legislative Black Caucus is the Pre-Trial Fairness Act, which would abolish cash bail. The aim of the legislation would set free certain criminal offenders without having to wait in jail for their court date because they can't afford bond. Oh, well, we just don't want poor people sitting in jail. Yeah, Missouri has that, and that's not even from a from an act of Congress. That is from an act of the, an activist state Supreme Court because, you know, they create law from the bench. Oh, well, cash bail system in Missouri is unconstitutional because not everyone can afford bail. Governor J.B. Pritzker, or as I call him, the Pillsbury Doughboy, Signed the law in February saying transforming the pretrial detention system so low-income people aren't thrown behind bars while only the wealthy walk free. That fat tub of lard. I mean, he's like a billionaire. At least a multimillionaire. He's not exactly strapped for cash, if you know what I mean. Again, complaining about the wealthy. Complaining about himself. Hey, J.B., Pillsbury doughboy popping fresh if you, being wealthy is such a such a burden you can always I don't know give it to the poor you fat piece of crap absolutely insane that popping fresh complaining about rich people when he's one of the rich people these self-loathing rich people oh my gosh they're they're the best ain't they See, and uh, they'll divert low-level drug crimes into substance treatment programs and reducing excessive stays in prison. Maybe they need excessive stay in prison, you fat tub of guts. Advocates for the abolishment of cash bail view it as a pillar of institutional racism within the criminal justice system. Ah, yes, because only, only, only poor black people are affected. Because poor white people get stuck in jail for forever. Or you're a political prisoner, like in Washington, D.C., being held indefinitely until they have their day in court two, three, five, ten years down the road for parading. Now, I don't even... I'm, I had to watch what I'm going to say because it's almost... No bueno. If a person was committing literal acts of violence and they are hemmed up and sitting in jail, that's where they need to be. Granny with her, you know, her little yeti cup full of a uh, chilled, chilled white wine. Why the Congress? Yeah who did no acts of violence, just walked into the halls of Congress and walked out. Holding her indefinitely is stupid. Give her a fine, send her on her way. Merry Christmas, happy new year, GTFO. And even the guys who actually did commit acts of violence, holding them without bail. And the, uh, just absolute horrific conditions that they're being kept in. And some of these jails, you have a guy with cancer who can't get cancer treatments. He's probably going to die at the hands of the U S government for parading. Anyways, back to the article before I go on break here. um, Ben Ruddle of the ACLU of Illinois. Ah, uh, yes, the American Civil Liberties Union. Crapping over your civil liberties since day one. That's just inequitable that some people get to be free because they have money and other people have to remain incarcerated, which has all kinds of terrible consequences for people's ability to work, for their housing, for their whole their whole family suffer. Yeah, I know. I've lived it. If you haven't, if you're, if you've never, if you've never seen me on the Twitch stream on YouTube or anything like that, if you can't tell from the tone of my voice, I'm white, and I was affected by the justice system because my dad was poor, even though he had a great name in the community. He is an incredibly reputable human being, possibly one of the greatest men in my community. I was still affected because my dad couldn't make large donations to certain people's re-election campaigns. Just saying. And Instead, a judge would issue pretrial release conditions for offenders something local pastors have been pushing for, saying the change is necessary to improve the criminal justice system. However, Hanley says law prohibits judges from considering each case on its own merits and applying the law accordingly. Yeah, imagine progressive policies that take, you know, actual justice out of the justice system. Who would have thought it? A judge being able to go, okay, it's the first time you've done anything, period. End of story. I'm gonna let you come back on your own rec you know, your own uh, recognizance. Hey, you seem to have a long history of punching people in the nose for no reason. You are you're going to take a decent amount of money to be able to walk free. That's ridiculous. The Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act, the Safety Act, would restrict which crimes person could be arrested for and would free those in custody for 12 offenses, including, but not limited to, second-degree murder, aggravated battery, and arson without bail, as well as drug-induced homicide. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you get hopped up on meth, don't know what you're doing, and shoot your best friend in the face, no jail for you. Unless you're white. If you're white, you're probably going to jail. But if you're black, they're going to make sure that you have equity, you're not going to go to jail. That's neither here nor there. It's just me speculating. Other things, such as kidnapping. Oh, boy, that one guy who killed Eliza down in Memphis, he would be thrilled to live in Illinois because he wouldn't have to pay bail. He'd just be able to go on his own. Bye-bye. Kidnapping, burglary, robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated flinging and eluding. Yes, that's right. You punch a cop in the face and run, you're not going to jail. Drug offenses and threatening a public official. <laughs> That's right now in the state of Illinois. I could walk up to JB fat piece of crap Pritzker and make a threat against his body, against his person, against his family. They could cite me, but they couldn't hold me in jail for it. No, 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 no. I, they, They'd have to. I mean, safety. I'm just a poor white kid threatening a fat, rich lump of crap. You can't hold that against me. Even though aggravated battery is a violent offense that is a forcible felony, a person can get probation for it. Champaign County State's attorney, Julia Wright, said to WICS. It's not a detainable offense under the new statute. Felony murder would still require suspects to remain incarcerated until their court hearing, and those charged with domestic violence would be held in custody for 24 to 48 hours. But <clears throat> only the prosecution proves that the suspect is a danger to the safety of a specific identifiable person or persons. So you beat the crap out of your wife, your husband, your domestic partner, and threaten. Quite plainly that you will murder their faces when you get back out of jail. It's possible that, the, that you can still get out. And then, oh, well, uh, she's in the hospital. You can't possibly hurt her. And then he just walks into the hospital and holds a pillow over her face. Ah, uh, he didn't see that one coming. Really? Imagine the defendant who murdered his wife, to whom he no longer poses a threat, being released because of this ridiculously limited legal standard. Grundy County Sheriff Kim Briley told WLS that police would not be able to arrest people for certain misdemeanors, such as trespassing. Yes, that's right. If you have a squatter in your shed, you can't get rid of them. I mean, you can, but if they're a crazy person full of drugs. Yeah, you're doing it on your own, and now you can't have the cops do it. Today, I can arrest sign a complaint for trespassing, Bradley said. January 1st, I'm not going to be able to do that. The law says I have to write a ticket and leave. Judges may no longer issue a warrant when a defendant fails to come to court, Hanley added. Instead, an absent defendant must next be served with a court order asking him to appear and then fail to appear a second time before a warrant is issued. One part of the law would create co-responder programs in cities across Illinois, which would be made up of law enforcement, mental health professionals, and social workers. Republicans have called for stricter sentencing for violent offenders and the repeal of certain parts of the Safety Act. Law enforcement agents across the state opposed the bill's passage. Gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey, Republican, met with Illinois Sheriff's last week, and promised to repeal the law if elected. Illinois is the first state in the country to completely abolish cash bail. It's it's insane. How does anyone think that this is actually a benefit to society when, oh, well, you know, black people are more likely to be charged with these crimes, so uh, we're going to... We're going to make it nigh impossible to actually punish anyone. It's absolutely nuts, and I don't even know where to go with this, but I'll take a quick break and be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. All right, so getting back into the thick of things. So I'm just going to have to skip the uh, other story that I was going to do about, uh, you know, Seattle defunding uh, police. There's something else that, again, progressive policies that are just absolutely disrupting life and really just allowing justice to fall by the wayside. Uh, this comes out against Washington State, not Seattle, Washington State in general. Uh, Vancouver teens killer may walk free again after a change to Washington's three-strike law. Uh, Vancouver, Washington. A Vancouver man who strangled a teenage girl to death in 2005 is escaping a life prison sentence for a second time because of a change in Washington State law. Roy Russell was going to spend the rest of his life in prison for the murder of 14-year-old Chelsea Harrison at his Vancouver apartment 17 years ago. Russell, then 45, was a vacuum cleaner salesman who was known to host underage drinking parties. It's not creepy at all. In November 2005, Chelsea was at Russell's apartment with a group of other teenagers. Later that night, he tried to rape her. She fought back and Russell killed her, officials said. She was raped? Beaten and strangled to death, and her naked body was dumped out upside down in the shower. Uh, Jim Sinescu, the former prosecutor who charged Russell's case in Clark County, Russell was convicted of a second degree of second degree murder, a charge that carries sentencing range of twenty one to thirty years in prison. Instead, a judge sentenced him to life under the state's three strikes law, which generally mandates a life sentence after three violently violent felony convictions then in 2019 lawmakers removed second-degree robbery as one of the felonies that that constitutes a strike for future offenders in the spring of 2021 lawmakers passed a new law that made the change retroactive allowing as many as 114 inmates to be resentenced awesome People who have already demonstrated a propensity that I'm going to commit a felony, get out. 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 I've been listening to uh, the book Mind Hunters from uh, uh, John Douglas. I've been listening, I said, listening to an audio book. And this is an FBI agent who openly admits it you know there are certain people who should not leave prison you know because they're just going to continue to commit crimes again and again it and there are certain life sentence life sentenced uh serial killers that he interviewed as part of his uh part of his process for developing the behavioral sciences department for the FBI, even they said, if I get out, I will continue to do what I've been doing. Uh, the, the co-ed killer in California, Ed, Ed Kempker, he admitted as much. I mean, that's self-awareness right there. It's like, yeah, if I get out, I'm probably going to kill more people. I, I should stay in here. It's not a hard concept. There's a reason why three-strike laws exist. And just because you go from second-degree robbery is no longer on the list, and oh, all all these guys who they, they accepted the a plea deal for second-degree robbery, even though they beat the living crap out of a person in the process, we're just going to let them go because, you know, we're a kinder gentler society oh my god uh did you do it's a the 114 inmates to be recent including russell who was convicted of you guessed it second degree robbery prior to the murder Depending on his new sentence, he could be released from prison in just a few years. This isn't the first time that Russell has had a life sentence overturned. Good job, Washington. You know how to pick him, don't you? Russell was convicted of multiple felonies starting in the 1980s, including armed robbery, kidnapping, theft, and arson. So he should have already been three-striked. In 1998, a judge sentenced Russell to his first life term also under Washington's three strikes law. He appealed the sentence, and a judge ruled in 2001 that his kidnapping conviction, which took place in Arizona, did not qualify as a strike under state law. Even though he's already, again, proven the propensity of committing violent crime, they're going to let him walk a second time. His life sentence was lifted he was released from prison not long before he met Chelsea Harrison. After her murder, the state passed a law called the Chelsea Harrison Act to close the loophole that allowed Russell to escape his first life sentence, expanding Washington law to include felony convictions in other states. So again, so now he's got the previous conviction from another state, kidnapping, armed robbery, her murder, how, would, how are they still throwing out his life sentence? The goal was to prevent a similar situation from happening again, but after lawmakers passed Senate Bill 5164 in 2021, Russell will once again be given the opportunity to walk free. I want to know, did they just miss this, or did they know they were they were going to set a serial criminal free like this? Yes, they knew! It's not a bug. It's a feature because, again, oh, there's so many poor people who are just, because they're poor, they commit violent crimes. We just can't hold them accountable. This is one of those situations where if a person under this law who is shown to be a violent repeat offender, they go out and they kill somebody just a lawsuit against the governor who signed it, a lawsuit against every senator who voted for it, against every legislator who voted for it, a lawsuit against every anti-three-strikes law organization that pushed for it, against the state, everybody involved who was complicit in getting these Violent offenders out on the streets where they can continue to be violent offenders should be sued. Because, oh, well, we didn't know he was going to kill again. Dude, he killed two people before. And he beat granny to within an inch of her life and took her dentures. What makes you think he will not commit another violent crime, you stupid piece of crap? The whole idea that, oh, this is progressive. This is progressive law enforcement and criminal reform. This is not criminal reform. You want criminal reform? Okay, here's the idea. You take first-time offenders. When they go into prison you put them in a votech training program you teach them a marketable skill and then you work out programs with uh with businesses outside of the prison system that way crazy idea if a person who's a first time offender they go in if they have their high school diploma cool if they don't you get them their G- GED. You put them in a training program, a vocational rehab program. You get them in a position where they can go out into the world after they complete their sentence, and they can make money. This, and this has this actually has data to back it up, that the likelihood they commit more crime goes way down that is criminal reform that is how you get repeat of, you stop repeat offenders before they happen instead states don't really give a rat's anus about you know fixing problems they don't care about rehabilitating people who could possibly go back out into the real world because they got into a drunken bar brawl one night and they broke somebody's jaw. They don't care about that. They don't care about the core issues that led to that drunken bar brawl. They don't care about X, Y, and Z reasons that cause crime. They care about punishing crime. And then you have these progressive policies that go, Oh, well, we're just not going to punish them because, you know, they're victims. No, you are creating the victims, progressives. They're The only thing they're a victim of is their own stupid life choices, their own decisions. If they choose to break a law, they are not a victim. If they choose to break a law, that means... They are criminals. They choose to break the law over and over and over and over again. And then you turn around and say, oh, we're not going to have a cash bail system. And they go out and they create, and they go out and they commit more crimes while they're waiting their trial. You are perpetuating a system. You are enabling progressives. That's always what it comes down to. You don't want to actually stop anything. You just want to continue to enable, to create division and to make people fear each other because, because groups that fear each other, groups that hate each other, are groups are easy to manipulate and easy to control. Is what progressives have been doing for over a hundred years. They find a boogeyman. They exploit the fear of the boogeyman. And, oh, for your safety, we're going to do X, Y, and Z just to keep everyone safe, even though we will have more and more power. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Um, if you are not yet a, uh, subscriber on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show, please go check it out. I've got eh, three or four bonus content episodes put up. Uh, there's another one that will be going up tonight, looking at the FBI, maybe tricking people into giving up their second amendment rights. Uh, go check that out. It's, uh, fun episode and it's almost, almost a half hour. Usually they're about 15, 20 minutes. This one was a, I could have done a full hour on that one, but you know, I had another show to do. So please go check out, um, again, that, uh, coffee ko-fi.com slash Tyler mortgage show. Check it out. There's a link in the show notes. Um, this show is worth five bucks to you. If you just want to do a one-time donation. Cool. Set it up. If you want to set up recurring payments. If you again want to sign up on Patreon to uh, you know kick a little money my way every month. Again, that's stuff that goes into keeping the show on the air, keeping me from losing my mind because I have to get some of this craziness out of my brain. Again, it's all going towards show equipment, software, hosting fees, blah blah blah, all of that good stuff. So again, thank you so much for listening. Um. We're listening on you want to, whatever podcast thing you want to listen to, Apple, iHeart, whatever. If you have the ability to rate and review. I ask you do four things, four things, same four things. I ask every week. Number one, please hit the subscribe button. Number two, which oh yeah, if you follow me on YouTube, hit the subscribe button there too. You can watch all this video. It's a wonderful live show. You can watch the replay of it when you get a chance. You can go, Oh, what's he drinking? Play that fun game. Anyways, hit the subscribe button. It's good for you. Builds character. Once uh, you want to subscribe, please rate the show. Look at the five stars, except four. three and below. We need to have a conversation. Hit me up at FakeTylerMorgan on Twitter because Tyler produces is no more. He said something naughty apparently. Once you have rated it, once you have once you've rated it, please write a review. Say something nice. Maybe embellish a little. Don't get carried away. Don't be writing the great American novel in the reviews. It's just a little embellishment. After that, please share the show. That's for fourth thing. Please share this episode with someone who you think will love it. Someone who you think will make it someone who you think this will piss them off. I don't care. I will be a tool for the breeding of hate and discontent. I like it it's fun again thank you so much for listening and ah uh, oh just a little heads up um first week of october i will be having a zoom sit down with the one the only good friend of mine. i consider him a good friend uh john Androsic of five for fighting he will be joining me in october first week of october um If you are a subscriber on Patreon, you will have early access to that interview. I will try to have it on Patreon that evening. It will be up for maybe a week on Patreon. You have early access to it before it goes live on public. So, again, thank you for listening, and as always, stay relentless. Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com/slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there, or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy one seven.